0: You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendias. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On podcast network. Before we dive into this episode, I wanted to remind you guys that NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout, Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to your Wednesday episode here at the Locked On Rams Podcast. And my guy, Brad Motter, is finally back. I feel like it's been like three months since I've had you on. Man, the time (laughs) absolutely flies. And Brad, we got a lot to talk about in this episode. Ironically enough, the Rams just dropped their unofficial Starting depth chart. So we got more than enough to talk about there. And I did mention on yesterday's episode that we were also going to preview a little bit of that Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Chargers preseason week one contest on Saturday. So we're also going to dive into that in the final segment. But before we get into all of that, my man Brad, welcome back, brother. How are you doing?
0: Dude, I'm doing good. I'm over here like shadow boxing as you're doing the intro, like ready to roll. We've got helmets on, we've got padded practice. You see Aaron Donald mixing it up with the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I had a, I told you this a little bit off air, but I had a massive flood in my kitchen. Last week, and I would have died to trade what I was dealing with to come and talk to you. So I'm <laughs> stoked to be back and to have all that out of the way and start talking uh, some football here. Because every day we're getting closer and seeing these guys and the highlights and Deshaun Jackson one handed catches with McVay chasing him down the field. Like the Twitter accounts and the Instagram accounts are doing such a great job. And all of the reporters that are keeping us updated out there. So I'm jacked, man. I am ready. It's game week. Like when I saw that, I was just like, it like blew my mind that that is actually happening. Even though the game will be, you know, not too exciting with not a lot of our players or any of our starters going. As McVay's done that since he arrived here in LA. Uh, But just jacked, man. Excited to talk some football and excited to break down this this uh, depth chart because I feel like. It's almost like bulletin board material for some of these players internally, right? Like, how real is this? How motivating are they trying to do some of these guys for competing in some of these positions? And we'll go through it both offense and defense, but um, just more stuff to dig
1: the teeth into. Most definitely. It's honestly very interesting because, you know, before we dive into it, it is unofficial. It maybe doesn't mean really all that much, but at the same time, like you said, you know, when the players look at this, you have to have a hard time believing that they're not maybe taking this personal to some degree, or if you see your name, you know, fourth or fifth on the depth chart, you're probably a little bit more intrinsically motivated to yeah. you know, show up a little bit more in the next practice and so forth. So I think we've got to begin with the offense. And of course, you know, the most intriguing or the most eye grabbing spot here. And this is very random. I can't believe the Rams are doing it right now. They switched Austin Corbett from the starting center spot Back to his right guard position, knocking out Bobby Evans from the starting lineup, of course. And at that center spot is now Brian Allen, the man that started a handful of games in 2019 and hasn't really played since for the Rams. So I'm going to let you have this first, Brad. Is this surprising to you? And of course, Jordan Rodriguez also mentioned it on The Athletic that the Rams were doing a lot of rotating in the last few days at that center spot could Brian Allen be the starting center after <laughs> us being told that it was going to be Austin Corbett all off season long?
0: dude? it? I don't want to say it's a gut punch. Cause you know, I want to pull for these guys, but it is definitely really, really confusing. And then even just to see, as I talked about the social media team for the Rams, like that's what they lead with, right? Like they're like mm-hmm. updates to the unofficial depth chart, Brian Allen to center, Corbett to right guard, plus more. And it's like <laughs> just this,
1: sneaking it in.
0: Yeah, just sneaking it in. It's a picture of Brian Allen with those goofy helmets on, which they should have had at the beginning of practice. So Stafford mm-hmm. didn't his hand, but um, really interesting, to be honest. Like, I, the Rams have done this since, again, since McVeigh got here. Um, Moving guys around on the offense line, making sure everyone knows every position, uh, you know, five across the board and you can move and injuries and wanting to have these guys have some experience. But to kind of get this far and then go uh, like through and what I mean this far, like thinking of all the drafting opportunities, the free agent opportunities mm-hmm. and. Brian Allen is where we're at really right now. It just, it's, I mean, we want to see him produce. I want to see how this goes. And I'm sure maybe this is the opportunity for him in some of these games to go out and potentially get some tape in. Cause I mean, he's not the type of guy that I'm, I mean, maybe he is a guy that sits and doesn't play much in this game, but he should get out there a little bit because what experiences he had that has proven anything that we can have some confidence in him until you go back to when he was at Michigan state. There's not a lot of tape in the NFL that's making him look good. So I'm really curious. Maybe it's even just kind of like, all right, let's just see how this could work. And then we'll get back to, you know, we'll give Austin the next game. Like, we don't know how McVay's really going to play this, but really interesting that he started this way. Uh, And Corbett going back to right guard, which I don't mind Corbett at right guard. I just Mm -hmm. was hoping there'd be another center other than Brian Allen. It just didn't seem to work out to this point. I don't know what he has done to make it change, but Hey, I'm not at practice every day. I'm not seeing how it's going. And like you said, he's been moving him around. So maybe this is part of the motivation, uh, either for Corbett, or maybe this is a Bobby Evans motivation move to say, Hey, look, mm-hmm. man, you haven't played good enough. So now you're making us put Austin Corbett back at right guard because we can't trust you at right guard. So I don't know who they're trying to motivate with this, or if this is actually a look they're trying to get. Um, I'll be the first one to say I'm wrong when Brian Allen comes out and plays well and, and, you know, protects Stafford. But, I just feel like uh, we, we got to keep looking at, at center because I don't know if
1: this is the answer. Yeah, this is a weird proposition because they sold us the idea that Corbett was the guy and yeah. they didn't really need to add any offensive linemen because you know Corbett was going to make this move to center and he was going to be great and Bobby Evans was going to get this shot. And now it's come down to a decision of like, do you want Bobby Evans out there or do you want Brian Allen out there? And depending on which you pick is obviously going to decide where Austin Corbett is going to play. And now you're sort of stuck in between like a rock and a hard place because one of those two guys needs to be out there. And Austin Corbett is now having to learn obviously two positions sort of at the same time with whatever this new scheme is with the new offensive line coach and Kevin Carberry. This is just making things a little bit more questionable. Now, We're still a ways away from the season. So they got a lot of time to still figure this out and, you know, find the best combination. But ideally you want to know who your starting five offensive linemen are, if not right now, a few weeks ago, because these guys need to get as many reps as they possibly can together throughout training camp, throughout these practices. And of course, you know, in preseason games, the Rams are probably not going to trot out these guys, but most teams would. And you want to get these guys as prepared to play next to the guy you know, who's on their right, the guy on their left, learn how they play, learn how they can play off of them. And now the Rams are sort of mixing it up. And it's very interesting because like you mentioned, has Brian Allen really ever, you know, given us a reason to believe that he's a starting quality offensive lineman. And then on the other hand, is Bobby Evans, that guy, you know, I think there's a question mark on this offensive line either way, but I did shoot it over on Twitter and someone actually responded to me and had a really good point. They said, if Austin Corbett starts at center and they have Bobby Evans out there at right guard, your offensive line now has two question marks because we don't know how Corbett is going to play at center. Gotcha. And obviously Bobby Emmons has never played. So two question marks versus this scenario where you get Austin Corbett at right guard and we've seen him play right guard and he's been good there. And now you sort of only have one question mark and it's at center with Brian Allen. So maybe this is the move, you know, I don't know, but it's very interesting to see that not only is, you know, it official on this unofficial depth chart, but that they've been actually rotating these guys in at practice. Now, it's not the only interesting position. I think the other one that caught my eye outside of all these other guys is probably the tight end spot. And I'm looking at it. The first team, Tyler Higby, second team, Johnny Munt, third team, Bryson Hopkins, and then the fourth string guys, Kendall Blanton, Jacob Harris, Kyle Markway. You know, I think this is pretty expected because it is the first unofficial depth chart. They're not going to put, you know, a Jacob Harris in the second tier or the second string spot over these guys who are veterans, but I think this is very interesting because maybe it shows kind of how the Rams are thinking this tight end position plays out. Of course, this is still unofficial. Things are going to change over the next four weeks. But when I look at that spot, Brad, I think it's very interesting. Is there anything in general that maybe you have some thoughts about that position or any other spot on this offense?
0: Yeah, one just tells you Johnny Munt is a worker. And mm-hmm. and he's trusted by McVay and maybe not so much. I mean, he chipped in a little bit more last year in the receiving end than he's yep. done in most years, but he's just a solid, like I can count on you player. And it shows, you know, with where he's being laid out here and just the, the words we've heard coming out of camp that he's really impressed again. And, and, not to mm-hmm. say like, hey, you're one heck of a practice player, but some of those people know how to put the work in and shine in those situations like that, and that's why they continue to make teams. And And he'll do the little things. He'll do the dirty things. He's not going to complain about not getting a certain amount of targets. So I think he's just one of those like coaches' favorite type of guys because he does the work, and mm-hmm. for that reason, you make the team. Um, it's interesting to me because I was listening to your podcast the other day when you were talking about the depth at – Quarterback, and we probably won't have to get into it because you touched on it yesterday. Other than, I just want to say I'm just crushed, just like you, that John Wolford's not going to be out there playing. Like, this was my moment yeah. to be like, all right, let's get to see him again. Let's, you know, if it's not a Ram jersey that he's in for a long time, like, <laughs> let other teams see him and let, let him get an opportunity to shine. This was going to be his moment. Not so much, but looking, going back at the tight end, Bryson Hopkins, third year, kind of feel a little bit better about him knowing that we spent a draft pick and there was talks about Jacob Harris bouncing and being a legend and, you know, passing up Tyler Higby to get all the target. Like it got the hype got a little crazy early on. And I think mm-hmm. this goes back to the unofficial depth chart to kind of say like, hey, Rook, you still got to earn your spot. Um, work your way up the list. But it also kind of shows me in the reference to the quarterback situation and you talked about are they going to keep three on the roster? What do they do with that? I don't see the Rams keeping three other than maybe early on in the season as Wolford heals, but if he's ready – and feels good by week one. I think it's a two quarterback roster. Because I could see the tight ends bringing four guys onto this roster. Right, You're not putting yep. Jacob Harris onto the practice squad. Uh, so I think it's going to be a four tight end set there. And you're going to work in Johnny Munt to kind of work in some of those blocking situations. And Tyler Higby's your main target. And then Bryson Hopkins and uh, Jacob Harris. Just got to fight it out to see who's going to get kind of that next little crack at the tight end. To get some opportunity. To get some run. In the mm-hmm. regular season, and some of these guys may not be active uh, on game day, and that's maybe you know maybe they'll carry three tight ends on game day, and one of them is going to go inactive. But uh, I look at this group, and it just shows me that uh, they're going to carry four tight ends, and and it's going to be Tyler Higby, Johnny Munt's going to be the guy you count on, and then who is going to kind of fight through this preseason? And you say the preseason's for nothing? The Rams aren't playing anyone. Well, <laughs> tell Bryson Hopkins and Jacob Harris that because they are fighting for that third spot, whether it's listed
1: this way or not. Maybe even the second spot. I mean, the preseason is important. You know, I understand it's not going to be the same as when Matthew Stafford is out there throwing bombs to Robert Woods or whatever the case is. But this is a lot of guys' lifelines. And that's kind of the way I look at it and why I take, you know, solace in the fact that this is actually really fun to me as well. Because you're looking at a lot of guys' You know, the majority of which are probably never going to get another shot in the NFL again. And these guys know that. So you better believe they're going to be ready to put their best foot forward in these games and try to buy themselves as much time and opportunities as they can with their current teams or with another team in the NFL. And obviously the offense is only one half of that. We're going to dive into the defense in the second segment. And I think the inside linebacker position is one that we definitely have to talk about In the next segment, and of course, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find us at QB's MEP, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at LockedOnRams. If you guys are into betting, I urge you to check out one of our sponsors for today's episode called Bet Online. The NFL is right around the corner, as we know, and you guys can feel free to bet on these preseason games, as well as every other sport, in terms of the NBA, NHL, MLB, the UFC, and all your MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You don't need to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as these teams prep for their NFL kickoff. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment here for this Wednesday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. I'm your host, Sosa Cremendez, and my guy Brad Motter is on the other line And we are going to take a pivot to the defensive side of the ball, looking at this unofficial depth chart that the Rams just dropped, which is, of course, unofficial, like we mentioned, put some asterisks around that. But at the same time, I think there is some stories to be told when you look at this depth chart. Of course, you know, a rookie is going to always typically going to come behind a veteran when it comes to these sort of things. But when you're comparing veteran to veteran, I think that's where these depth charts actually have some value, and I mentioned before the break that the inside linebacker position was one of those spots that I highlighted as soon as I opened this chart, you know, I was kind of looking at these positions. Inside linebacker was one spot where my eyes immediately gravitated to, and I'm going to explain why. You look at the first team, Kenny Young and Troy Reader. then the second team, Traven Howard and Micah Kaiser, and of course, those are your four veteran players, and then the third team, Ernest Jones, Christian Roseboom, but the reason why I think that's interesting is because you look at the first team, a guy that was an undrafted free agent, Troy Reader, is given that spot over Traven Howard as well as Micah Kaiser. I think that is super interesting because there was no way had you given me hundred dollars and we made a bet that I would have expected Troy Reader to be there over a guy like Micah Kaiser right now. So Brad, when you look at this and we've talked about Troy Reader in the past, how you know he's always been a solid player who stepped up when his name has been called. What do you make of this? Because I personally think this is super interesting. That's not to say, you know, that Reeder and Young are going to be your day one linebackers, but I definitely think it does maybe tell us a little bit about what the Rams think between Troy Reeder, Kenny Young, and Micah Kaiser.
0: Well, I'm glad this wasn't a betting option because me and you would be both down $200 together (laughs) and probably $400 if we bet on Brian Allen not being at the center spot. So uh, this also kind of goes back into like, Making me feel a little bit better about seeing some of those things that we kind of had concerns about in that first segment on the offense side. Because, come on, there's, I will, I will actually maybe pay Troy Reader a hundred bucks if he gets and wins <laughs> this job. I just don't see it, right? Ernest Jones yeah. got a long way to go. I get him being down there at third. Traven Howard's a guy that, you know, there was so much hype going into him last year, obviously recovering uh, off the injury. And, and Sean McVay loves this guy and's always mm-hmm. talked highly about him. But I think, again, you know, maybe this is the way I'm reading it. This is a motivational list of like, hey, we're gonna give it to the guys that are there and yeah. you're gonna have to fight for it. Nothing is given on this roster. And that even goes back to the offense and seeing a guy like Deshaun Jackson being split as the number third wide receiver with Van Jefferson, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. just walk in because you're a veteran and get that spot. Like you're gonna have to earn it and and that's the way it's gonna be. So I honestly think it's Troy Reader with his job to win, uh, not so much lose because I feel like these other guys are going to come up and he's got to win it more than, uh, he's going to lose it in a sense. If if anyone's with me on that, I hope they understand what I'm trying to say there. But, um, I think this is going to end with Traven Howard coming in and and winning that spot with Ernest Jones, kind of splitting some time there. Uh, Troy reader, obviously is going to be an important part of the depth of this position because uh, as they rotate guys in and, and we've seen injuries at that position in the past and try reader is going to be a part of it. So uh, can't knock him too much because what he's been asked to do with again, being undrafted um, he's really done a great job for the Rams overall, as far as, you know, coming out and not having a lot of expectations. So still pretty shocking. Kenny young. I kind of get that a little bit more. Uh, Micah Kaiser, hasn't been able to stay healthy so he's got to work his way in there uh but i i really want to see the climb of ernest jones and and traven howard and see if there's a mix of those two guys in the starting position or you know a mix of kenny young in there too but man I, definitely uh as you read this there are those spots that you're hitting really hard as far as you know are jumping out of the page is kind of like uh okay that's interesting but that's that's what mcveigh wants to put out to try to get the best work on the field and you know, I guess we'll see these guys, uh, participate in
1: some form or fashion, uh, on Saturday. I definitely think we will see some of these guys, which is obviously good because it's going to help sort out, you know, who's ultimately likely going to get these jobs. You know, they can practice as well as they want, but these guys are probably going to be out there on the field come Saturday or in the second or third preseason game. And ultimately whoever makes the best plays and is the most sound in terms of their coverage and all of their assignments, I think those guys are probably going to win the job. And like you said, These are your starting linebackers right now. I could definitely see this position changing a lot come two, three, four weeks or the regular season. So one of the positions I definitely expect to change up and shake up a little bit. But the other spot, in my opinion, that is very interesting on this defense, and I'm not sure if you agree or not, but the edge spot, of course, Leonard Floyd, we know he's going to be the guy there, the number one edge rusher for this team, but it gets interesting after that because... Across from him, they have Justin Hollins penciled in as a current starter, which I think we've sort of become, you know, accustomed to at this point. With Jordan kind of sharing that news over the last few weeks about, you know, the Rams being high on this guy, it's the second and third teams I think that is quite interesting when you look at Obo Okoronkwo, who I personally thought was going to be a starter, and Justin Lawler, not Terrell Lewis. And ironically enough, Terrell Lewis has not really been practicing much lately. Sounds like he's getting a lot of days off because they're trying to manage that knee and give him some load management type of plan. And that is not good news for a guy who's like 21, 22 years old. I mean, he's been in the NFL for a year and the Rams already can't get him out there to practice, never mind to play. And I think that's very interesting when you look at Justin Hollins being the starter, Obo Okoronko and Justin Lawler as the second team current edge rushers, and then Torrell Lewis and Chris Garrett as your third team edge rushers. It's quite interesting. I don't know if that's as interesting to you as it is to me or if there's any other spot on this defense that catches your eye, but if you got some thoughts on that, I would love to hear it. Or if you like some other position that catches your eye here, I'd love to hear that too. Yeah, Justin
0: Lawler is interesting and cuz I remember there was like this slight hype for him back in like 2018. It's like, "Oh man, he could kind of be yeah. this surprise guy coming on the roster." He dealt with some injuries and just never seemed to get a fair crack at it. So, seeing him healthy in in camp and in this spot Obviously, you know, he's going to get some run through this preseason. So really curious to see what he does. I love the Leonard Floyd, Justin Hollins. As you mentioned, the more I hear about coming out of camp, the more I feel comfortable with this is like Floyd's going to be the guy that's going to get in sacks and, and Holland's going to really kind of just hold down the edge and maybe fall into a handful of sacks that, you know, Floyd and Dante Fowler have been accustomed to over the past couple of years. So I really like the Justin Hollins. I do want to get Oboe in there because, um, just seeing what he can do on some of his pass rushing attempts. He should get his snaps worth of stuff. And then uh, Lewis it's just like, dude, you got to be healthy to go anywhere on this roster. So again, you talked about how they're managing that. Uh, we'll see if he can just be healthy because if he's healthy, he's going to vault up this list and he's going to get his snaps too, because he is dynamic as far as size, speed, skill, finding the ball, those type of things. Mm-hmm. It's just been health with him. So if he can stay healthy and I think that's smart having him back there and I'll be curious to see again how many snaps he gets, you know, throughout this preseason with trying to manage that. Um, I think, you know, looking across this, obviously, you know, we've talked about the safeties and the depths there, and I, I like how everything's kind of lining up with. Uh, you know, Jordan Fuller and, uh, you know, taking on the communication and Taylor Rapp and and Burgess getting a chance to kind of come in and show what he's done. Nick Scott has been around on this roster now and is slowly becoming kind of a, a young veteran on this team. So mm-hmm. uh, really excited about him. But one guy that on this depth chart, um, you know, is Ernest Banks, man. I think he deserves a little bit of shout out. I mean, this is a undrafted free agent back in 2020 that, before he joined the Rams, he was at like a pet supply store and he was just, you know, grinding and try to pay rent. And now here he is on the second team, uh, lining up potentially in the mix with Aaron Donald and Sebastian Joseph day. Obviously Sean Robinson's got that, that nod there, but a guy that, uh, fighting to make this roster, obviously, uh, Ernest Brown is behind him. Uh, most likely you assume he's going to make the move ahead of him, but, Love seeing a guy like that just kind of come out of nowhere, uh, get the opportunity, you know, especially on that D-line that's going to be tough to crack in and, and especially when they drafted there. But the more I look at this defense, the more I fall in love, obviously, with our secondary and just seeing Aaron Donald. Uh, we just need some production from guys like Justin Hollins, Oboe. Uh We need a big step forward from Sebastian Joseph Day. He's really kind of seemed like he's putting all the pieces together. So. The more I look at it, the
1: more I get excited about this defense. I like it too. I mean, that's a cool story about Eric Banks. I never knew that. Um, Very interesting. And of course, this defense, you know, there are some positions like we've talked about obviously now, edge, inside linebacker, maybe safety, that are definitely up for grabs. And it's going to make these games a lot more interesting because I'm going to keep my eyes on these positions. Take a look at, can anyone seize these roles and these opportunities? And then you look at the special teams, which we didn't even mention, the current punt returner, Cooper Cup. I don't think that's going to be the case. I hope that's not the case this year. But right now, he's penciled in as the punt returner for the first team. And I don't love that one bit. And I'm sure a lot of <laughs> you guys don't either. That is a guy you need to keep as healthy as possible and as far away from unnecessary hits as possible. So let's we'll see he wasn't how that, that shakes out.
0: He honestly wasn't that good at it. To, yeah. <laughs> if we're going to be real, like there was a point where it was like, Cooper's the, the trusted hands back there. And he had a couple fumbles. And like you said, yep. the injury risk versus really what the reward is back there. I think that's kind of like, uh, hey, uh, Tutu, get healthy real fast for <laughs> us because we're not putting Deshaun back there unless it's kind of like a uh, fourth quarter, 10 seconds left. We need one of those cool miracle highlight reel f- type of plays. We'll throw Deshaun back there. But,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah, I, I think that was just a, a filler spot. And if he comes out, like, hey, maybe that just tells us how good Cooper Cup is looking through camp. But, yeah, let's, let's not have Cooper do that for – what he brings to the offense and, and really what he's done in that position in the past. Hasn't been, you know, enough to really kind of say you deserve that spot.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I'm still thinking about that week two Philadelphia Eagles right before the halftime uh, fumbles the ball punt return. That was a heartbreaker. I mean, that one was a little bit frustrating, but like you mentioned, I think it's just kind of a placeholder for now. And they are sort of waiting for two who just returned to practice, of course, a few days ago from COVID and stuff uh, to get caught up and finally actually have a name listed in there. But, It's going to do it for the unofficial depth chart talk in the final segment. We're going to dive into maybe the most interesting part of this episode. We saved it for last the week one preview between the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers preseason is right around the corner and the Rams are going to kick off their first game on Saturday against their cross town rivals. I feel like the fitness industry is designed to confuse all of us and make this journey unnecessarily hard and much tougher than it needs to be. At the end of the day, you just got to get your protein goals in and move any weight that you prefer and you will have success. And I know that personally, because I've lost 155 pounds over the last two and a half, three years at this point. And I found a company called the Built Bar. I'm telling you, they make the best protein bars by far on the market. They're absolutely delicious and their texture is unlike any other protein bar. And I've tried all of the other ones. The bars are also healthy. They're low in calories, low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber and they even work for you if you are on the keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to billbar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here of this Wednesday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. Brad and me are now going to pivot away from the depth chart talk and we're going to dive into maybe the most interesting aspect of this episode. The Los Angeles Rams are going to be lined up playing actual football once again on Saturday evening. If you're on Eastern Standard Time like I am, I guess that's going to be an afternoon game for you Californians and uh, midnight or, you know, late in the early morning game for you people across the pond and in Europe. So Man, we're getting ready for this. I'm officially prepared. Football is back. I mean, we've already had the Hall of Fame game last Thursday, and now the Rams are going to line up for their first preseason game of three on Saturday, which is going to be a very, very exciting one. And like Brad mentioned earlier on this episode, I'm not expecting really any starters for the Los Angeles Rams to line up in this game. I don't think Sean McVay is going to allow any of his players to be, you know, put in these situations where they may get hurt. Now, Maybe some positions might be a little bit more questionable when you look at inside linebacker, for example, like we talked about. Yeah. Okay. You might see Troy Reader or Kenny Young out there, but I'm not expecting to see anybody in terms of the Jalen Ramseys, the Aaron Donalds, Matthew Staffords, all these established veterans. There is no chance these guys are going to be out there on the field, but that doesn't mean there's not going to be anything interesting to look out for. Now I have... Two guys that I'm going to look out for, one on the offense, one on the defense. Brad, why don't you share your first player that you're kind of going to keep your eyes on on the offensive side of the ball, and we'll go back and forth.
0: Yeah, also shout out to uh, all my betters out there. The Rams are underdogs in this game, plus three and a half currently right now, and plus 165 to win the game outright, over under set at 34. I think I would go under, and honestly... I think I'd take the Chargers in this one. We're playing our third string quarterback. I mean, that's what everyone's doing in this part. But uh, Bryce Hopkins, Devlin Hodges, really curious to see how they try to move the football (laughs) against a a good defense over there, the Chargers. Um, But as far as, you know, who I'm looking out for on the offense, really curious to see, one, who is going to be playing? Who is the back half of that offense that's looking to move the ball, right? You talked about quarterbacks, and we just kind of mentioned it there. Uh, But who is getting that? Third spot, Bryce Perkins and Devlin Hodgins are going to be fighting this out. And as much as we joke about, you know, "Eh, it's going to be a laugh fest of offense and (laughs) it's just good to see football back. These guys are strapping this up like it's week one and getting out there and fighting. So I'm really curious to see what these guys can do, because John Wolford being out really opened up an opportunity like you hate to see an injury uh, go down for anybody especially a guy you, you're rooting for and you want to see but I mean for Bryce Perkins and Devin Hodges that'd be the best thing possible for them to go out and get yeah. some opportunity I'm also really excited to see guys like Bobby Evans and uh, Coleman Shelton and Joe Nooboom. depending on how much they kind of look to play those guys that second wave of offense line that is fighting potentially for the first half how much does Brian Allen play I think is a big uh, part in what I'm looking for. And then let's get the Jacob Harris train back on the tracks. Cause he's going to get some run. And it kind of reminds me of that Nelson spruce moment of just hearing yeah. everyone in the crowd spruce. Um, so yeah, it, just kind of those type of guys is really who I'm looking at. I know you asked for one and I named like no, seven, I, I named it. like half the roster, but um, this is the, the time just to get football back and, and watch these guys and see who flashes. Cause in games like these, Certain guys really jump off of, you know, where people should be sitting on a roster and the depth. Uh, so you'll see a couple of guys kind of make a name for themselves, whether it's special teams, uh, moving the ball offensively or making its place on defense. But that would be my quick run around the offense. Well, you stole all of my guys.
1: <laughs> <too> because- <laughs> I, better, I, I
0: basically named half the roster. So I would yeah, be weird yeah. if I didn't.
1: I mean, you left uh, one eighth string wide receiver for me. (laughs) No, I mean, I mean, the quarterbacks, right? I'm dying to see these guys. Like you mentioned, talk about an opportunity of a lifetime for Bryce Perkins and Devlin Hodges or Duck Hodges, whatever you want to call him, you know, a random opportunity sprucing up like this for both guys to play one half of football, at least for two games, maybe for all three games, you're going to get extended playing time to the point where you might be able to actually make yourself a sort of situation like John Wolford did with the Rams a few years ago, where he looks just good enough to the point where you want to bring him back. You look two years later, this guy's your backup quarterback. And he basically displaced Jared Goff last year as the starting quarterback. So don't even talk about this game as being, you know, completely worthless to these guys because you better believe they're going to put everything on the line. Obviously, you know, I'm going to be looking at at those quarterbacks for sure. I was going to say Jacob Harris as well, this is such an important and intriguing player for the Rams. I want to see him line up out there, run some routes, use that athleticism to catch some passes. But I'm going to go with a wide receiver and somebody that's been standing out at training camp for the Los Angeles Rams, according to Jordan Rodrigue, Tristan Jackson. I'm excited to see, nice. you know, can some of these backup quarterbacks start to build a little bit of chemistry with guys that they've been throwing to throughout training camp so far, can they move the football a little bit, or is it going to be one of those super boring, stale games where, you know, you get a three-yard run, a two-yard run, and then you just punt the ball, and it's just punts back and forth, back and forth all game. Is there anybody that can spark any kind of offense here? I'm looking at any quarterback, potentially Bryce Perkins, potentially Doc Hodges, and Tristan Jackson at that wide receiver spot. I want to see if he can translate some of those solid practices into a good game performance. Now we got to move to the defensive side of the ball, my man here. And I mean, there's a lot to look out for here as well. I'm going to let you go first. You highlight one, two, five <laughs> players. However I was like, are you sure? Are you yeah, sure? Yeah, you pick, you I've... pick half the roster. You're good to go.
0: All right. I spent some time here narrowing this down and I'll just say two guys. One, I got to go with my guy, Eric Banks, that I talked about earlier. Stoked. I actually was kind of pulling up this article as we were talking. Uh, he was a former quarterback, too, that now is playing defensive end. When they told him he was going to defensive end, he was like, what? Um, so to see him kind of transition, I'm just curious to see, like, what does he actually look like? Because to be honest, I'll be fully you know transparent here. When I was looking at this, I was like, who the heck is Eric Banks? And yeah. so that's what this is all about in the preseason guys getting an opportunity. And if it's not with the Rams, it's putting yourself on tape for other teams. And and that goes back to the quarterback, right? We said, are they going to keep two or three quarterbacks on the roster? They're going to make it difficult on McVay to say, you better keep me because if you drop me down the practice squad, I might've looked that awesome. that someone else is going to pick me up. So that's what I love about this Uh, guys like Eric Banks. And then I think I got to go with the rookie Ernest Jones. Uh, Just excited to see him out there. You know, a lot of expectations as far as where he was drafted and, you know, we've been, you know, all rooting and cheering for some help that linebacker. And, and he was the guy this year. So just to see where he can be, he's down on this roster. As we mentioned, uh this depth chart third, I'd like to see what he can do in his first action in horns. And does he make a move into that second spot or has he still got a lot of work to go? I just want to see him in action. Big old number 50, I think he is out there. Yeah. Excited to see Ernest Jones.
1: You know, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to use two here as well. Uh I want to say... Robert Rochelle at the cornerback spot, but I don't know if he's going to play. Of course, he did have, you know, wrist surgery like a week and a half ago, so (laughs) presumably won't be playing. But I think that he's actually practicing already. I think he's got some sort of a brace on his wrist, but still, you're probably not going to want to put that guy into a game just yet and expose him to, uh, you know, the confines of a football game. So if he's playing, definitely going to be a guy I'm excited to watch. And if not, which I don't expect him to be. I'm still looking at that cornerback spot. You know, I don't know that David Long is going to get a lot of time, but I think Dante Dion should be able to get some run there. And if he does, this is a guy who stood out in the past preseason. So a guy that I definitely think could make himself a little bit of money, so to speak, in these games. And a guy that definitely has the talent to perform well in these games. Now, it's not the only guy I'm going to pick one more. I'm also going to go at inside linebacker. I need to see myself some Traven Howard. I mean, yeah. I've been dying to watch this guy play. Of course, last year, I was super excited to see you know, what he could bring to the table as a starter. And of course, that was shelved for a whole season because of an injury. But I remember two or three preseasons ago, there was a game against the Denver Broncos, I want to say it was, where he had a massive hit out in the flat on a running back which was awesome. And that's kind of sat in the back of my head for a little while now. Obviously, it's been a few years, and I've just been dying to see this guy get back out there, run a little bit, look comfortable in terms of coming back from a season-ending injury, and show a little bit of what he's capable of in terms of the coverage ability and his ability to just move sideline to sideline as one of those linebackers that can actually play in space in today's NFL. So There are many players to look out for. I mean, it's going to be hard to watch everybody, and these games are always hard to keep up with because there's so many players that are going to play. You know, rosters are 90 players deep right now, so you're going to see guys that you probably didn't even know were on the team, numbers that you've never seen, you know, on players in situations and in positions that you've never seen before. So plenty to cover. We're going to dive into that. Throughout the rest of the week, we're going to talk about the rest of everything you need to know when it comes to previewing this game between the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers. And of course, next week, we're finally going to get a chance to recap and review what happened in a game for the Rams and the Chargers. So Brad, can't wait to get you back on next week. We're going to definitely have a lot to discuss when it comes to this roster, as well as what happens in this game between the Rams and the Chargers. For you guys, just a reminder you can come connect with us on Twitter at QB's MVP, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at Locked on Rams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.